0: Welcome to Fun and Fundraising, everybody, the podcast where we talk with people behind the top nonprofit galas and signature fundraising events to showcase how they positively transform their communities. I am your host, Rob Giardinelli. And today I'm really excited to have two very special guests on. Today's guests are Andrea Cheek and Isabel Novikov. And they are the co chairs for the upcoming Cattle Barons Ball 50th anniversary for the American Cancer Society in Dallas. And we're gonna dive into all kinds of things because there's so much to celebrate this year. Um, and it is American Cancer Society's largest single night fundraiser in the US. So we're really excited to be able to share, you know, have Andrea and Isabel on to share their insights on what it really takes to create a really fantastic event that will have over 3000 attendees. So it's really an event that allows for a lot of people to come in create a great community and allows people to see and be seen and raise money for a great cause. So with that, Andrea, Isabel, welcome. And I'm so excited to have you both on as guests today.
1: Thank you, we're excited to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome, so you know, I'd like to direct the first question to Isabel. And Isabel, could you maybe share a little bit about what the mission of the American Cancer Society is?
1: Sure, the mission of the American Cancer Society is to improve the lives of people with cancer and their families through advocacy, research, and patient support to ensure that everyone has an opportunity to prevent, detect, treat, and survive cancer.
0: You know, and and those are all really important things. And cancer is one of those things, I don't think I've ever met a person who has not been touched by it in some way, shape, or form. So it's really, it's it's, it's one of those things, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say it's fortunate that, you know, because cancer is not fortunate, but it is one of those few things that just about every human being can kind of experience kind of and have a commonality with. And one thing I'd like to know about each of you is how did each of you get initially involved with this organization and the Cattle Barons Ball?
2: Absolutely. So I've been involved in the organization for about eight years now. And Cattle Barons Ball is made up of an it's an organization of 100 women. And we all worked together to raise funds for the American Cancer Society. So I did have friends that were involved in Cattle Barons Ball that had told me about it. I had been to the event before, and obviously it's a fabulous event and had a great time. And like you mentioned, cancer has touched my life and my loved ones. And so it was kind of an easy yes to get involved with this group of women for this cause.
0: Fantastic. And Isabel, what about you? How did you get involved with, with, with ACS and Cattle Barons?
1: It's pretty much the same as Andrea. I've been involved for 15 years. And um, you know this cause, as you mentioned, has touched everybody. Um, I don't think there's anyone in the world who hasn't been touched by cancer in some form or fashion. So it's important and um, the funds we raise impacts not only people here in Dallas, um, granted the money we raise does stay here for cutting edge cancer research, but the drugs that we find or the cures or the treatments that we find is shared worldwide.
0: That's really cool. And you know, I love that, you know, they keep some of the some of the things local. And there are an awful lot of really great cancer organizations out there. What makes what makes each of you so passionate about ACS in particular? What is it about ACS that really has you coming back that you're you're there for a decade or longer being involved with the organization and and such?
2: There are several wonderful cancer organizations out there. I think For me, I really grew up with the American Cancer Society. When I was younger, I would do Relay for Life, and it was really the first cancer organization I was exposed to. So it was a familiar organization as I was growing up because I, from a young age, had been volunteering with it. And so it just seems like a natural fit. When I think of cancer research, when I think of cancer funding for those that need it, I think of American Cancer Society naturally.
1: And one event that Cattle Barons hosts is our research symposium, and what that does is we bring in some of the researchers where we have directed funds, and they talk about the research that they've done, the outcomes, and the impact that those outcomes have had. And so you kind of see, you see where the funds are going, and you see um, how it is touching people's lives. So you know, it's kind of firsthand. And again, there's several great organizations, but this, we we hear from the people to whom we're giving those dollars.
0: So I love that, you know, while, you know, this is a huge and obviously really big night the Cattle Barons Ball, I love that ACS does things throughout the year. And Isabel, like you were saying, um, it allows people to kind of see, you know, with the re- with things like the research symposium, it allows people to kind of see where their money goes. How does having things like that throughout the year help kind of create a sustained and really excited donor base for you all to really pull from for Cattle Barons?
1: It allows us to build those relationships with our donors. Um, we we have several touch points with them throughout the year, so uh, it makes them, you know, feel feel closer to the organization, feel involved like they know what's going on. Of course, we throw a wonderful party and everyone loves to come and have a great time, but they see where those dollars actually go and they can see where their money is being spent and the impact mm-hmm. that has.
2: Another event we have coming up in just two weeks is Junior Cattle Baron's Ball. And that's went on for a few years. We did have to take a brief pause during COVID, but it's now coming back. And we invite children with cancer from the local hospitals to come for a day of fun with their families. We also involve our donors and their members to come with their children. And so it's, again, one of those just firsthand seeing where the money goes, who we're touching, and that this isn't just about one night and one really great party. I'm just reminding them all throughout the year what we're doing.
0: Well, I love that you do that. And I love that you create, you know, a separate event for children, because obviously, you know, a children's event might be during the day in the afternoon, whereas I know Cattle Barons Fall goes well into the wee hours of, you know, wee hours of the, you know, of the following morning. So I love that you create that differentiation. Like you said, it's really important to have those multiple touch points because all people are impacted by cancer, but they're also impacted from it in different ways. So someone may be really passionate about research and want the symposium and someone may have children and that may be because their child had cancer and it allows people to kind of see those different things. And then the other thing that, you know, I'm glad you brought up COVID, um, Andrea, is um, one of the things about COVID that's been interesting is to see is, is that since COVID's happened, people really want to know much more where, in philanthropy where their dollars are going than I think they did before. And, you know, COVID being a medical thing, I think people are like, you know, if I'm going to give this amount of money, I want to know exactly what it's going for, as opposed to, I'm just going to write a check and, you know, it goes off into the ether. So it's, I'm glad you brought up those points because I think they're really valid. Fantastic. So, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, because you all are celebrating 50 years is such a long time to have a successful event and one that keeps getting more successful and breaking fundraising records every year. Tell us how the Cattle Barons Ball has evolved over the years.
2: So it initially started with a group of 10 women coming together and Before they formed Tattle Baron's Ball as an organization, they were going door-to-door fundraising for the American Cancer Society, and they weren't finding much luck with that. And They thought there's got to be another way to bring more people together and to raise more money for the American Cancer Society. So at the time, casual events were not popular. Everything was black tie or cocktail, and so our founders thought we have got to think of an event that our husbands would want to go to. They do not want to put on another tuxedo. We need to have something casual where they can wear jeans and have barbecue and listen to Texas country music. So that's how Cattle Barons Ball was formed. And at the time, you didn't really have casual events and they weren't sure it was going to last. American Cancer Society actually told them at the time, you're crazy. This is never going to make it. And now there's 20 other Cattle Barons Balls across the country and Dallas is the original
0: in the largest and the
2: largest yes
0: well i was going to say well everything's bigger in texas and everything's always bigger you know always bigger in dallas and you know um isabel you've been involved with the organization for 15 years so you've been involved for a while how have you even seen like in the last you know since you initially started versus now how has how has cattle barons um evolved uh, you know as as an event and as an organization
1: well we've changed venues several times so we we done the event at several different ranches. We were at Gillies. Now we're back at the ranch. So we are able to adapt, um, to kind of what best fits our donor base. Um, we also continue to have great entertainment that draws people to cattle barons fall. And again, I think it's just showing the impact that the organization has trying to find a cure for cancer in our lifetime.
0: Absolutely. And that's something, you know, that literally, like I said, it's one of those organ, you know, things that literally everybody can get behind. And I love that you mentioned that there's twenty of them throughout the state. So, or not throughout the state, throughout the country. I know quite a few of them are in Texas. I know Texas has probably a half a dozen or more. Um, it, and it's nice to see that it's actually kind of expanded, kind of throughout the country, and it's more than just a Texas thing. And it just goes to show when you have a good concept, and You know, especially with um, cattle barons, it really was trailblazing in so many ways because there are a lot of million dollar galas now that are not black tie. And really, if we were to talk about who's patient zero, you know, we'll keep it we'll keep it in medical terms. (laughs) Who's patient zero for the galas that did that? It really is the cattle barons ball. And that it's been going on for 50 years. And I, I think people think, oh, that's a recent phenomenon. But you all have been doing it long before it became trendy to do so and now it's actually kind of trendy to be a little bit more casual at things right
2: there is there's several kind of country western themed events now we're like oh we've seen we've done that
0: (laughs) (laughs) and you all originated and that that's really you know that's really exciting and so you know I want to talk a little bit about because you two have such a great rapport so like when you're chairing something what you know if someone is asked to chair an event or an organization wants to ask What, you know, what do you look for to say yes? Because, you know, you all, you know, I know you're involved with ACS, but I'm sure you're involved with other things. What made you say, yes, I'm going to, you know, chair this event this year?
1: Well, first of all, it's a huge anniversary for Cattle Barons Ball, being the 50th anniversary. We have um, experience with anniversaries. We just chaired the Junior League Centennial event together. So... um, And I think, again, it's just the impact of the organization and ensuring that the event that you're going to chair has a positive impact and that the dollars go, you know, the majority of the dollars go to where they say they're going to go versus paying for a party or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's vetting the organization, vetting the event. And um, obviously, we know Cattle Barons Fall and American Cancer Society have both been involved for a very long time and we're super excited to say yes, especially to an anniversary year, because that just gives us so much more momentum than we already have.
2: And it is important when you're co-chairing an event with someone, because we spend a lot of time <laughs> doing Cattle Baron's Ball, and we spend a lot of time together. I oftentimes joke with Isabel and my husband that I talk to Isabel way more than I do my husband day to day. Yeah. And so you do have to have that rapport, get along, know how the other person works, and really kind of carry your load, um, because this is a big position and a big volunteer job that we're it, fortunate to do. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So it, given that this isn't your first rodeo of chairing an anniversary, you know, what about an anniversary event? Like, what does that bring energy-wise to the crowd that comes in that's maybe a little different than if it's just an event that's kind of running year after year?
1: We really, we it's about celebrating the past and then looking forward to the future. So. We have a significant amount of involvement from our former ball chairs this year. Everyone, people that haven't come in years and are coming now. We have lots of tables of past ball chairs, which we're thrilled to have. And um, it's celebrating what they've done to get the organization to where it is today. And then looking to our next 50 years.
0: Wow. Yeah. and, And it is important to, you know, it's good to take those moments, you know, especially after, you know, a half a century, To really just say, you know, look at how much we've accomplished. We've got so much more to do, but let's just pause for a moment and just celebrate all the great stuff that you all have done, you know, over the years. And, you know, while we're on that subject, so to have a devoted following, you know, and Isabel, I want to touch on something you said too, but also to get people to kind of come back, you know, who may have cycled off and come back you know, it it is all about really creating a devoted following. So what is one, what is, what are some things that a person or an organization can do to create, you know, that devoted following for a gala or a signature fundraiser?
2: I think for us having something different, as we talked about paddle barons ball is a different setup than most fundraising events. It's not a luncheon. It's not a black tie event. So people love that. I mean, having a cause that people are passionate about. We've discussed how cancer has unfortunately touched everyone. Um, and then you know the unique thing about Cattle Ball is you'll have people in your 20s to people in your 80s, and so it's finding needs for all those age groups. Um, and something that we wanted to do for the 50th was bring back a classic performer, and that's why we chose Shania Twain because she appeals. To all age groups, which I think that's been a huge part of our 50th celebration is, you know, someone that went to her concerts and loved her in the 90s to her making a huge comeback now um, and people going to Vegas to see her and going to her tour. And so just finding something for all the different age ranges, men, women, something that everyone can come together and enjoy.
1: And Cattle is different in that it's not a, a seated dinner with a speaker You know, you have multiple musical entertainers there. um, So it's just different.
0: Well, I love that. And it also kind of creates it to keep it, you know, keep people on their toes. And I love, you know, like you said, it's not the traditional thing. So when there's 3,200 people, it's one of those things where I know, and I've been to things with a third of that. And it's like, I didn't see that person there. So I'm sure when there's 3,200 people, there is, you know, especially if, you know, you've been going to it for years you're never going to even get to see every single person, especially when you have these other things, you know, like Shania Twain is, you know, there are maybe three or four country artists that really made country kind of a mainstream thing that, you know, everyone listened to and it's ubiquitous and she's one of them. Um, and, you know, I will, op- you know, people will often say, you know, what, what are kind of things that I most look forward to at Gallus and really it's, you get to listen to some really big name singers like Shania Twain in a small, intimate environment. And there's just something about that that is so magical that, um, that you can experience in an arena. And you know, I want to, you know, talk about we talked about this in the green room. You all are sold out. So anyone who wants to see Shania, you know, go to the 61st because I'm sure they'll have it or 50 first and I'm sure they'll have another big name. But um, you know, and we do
2: have a wait list. We do want to mention that. Fantastic. So if anyone that is interested, you can go to our website and submit your name to the waitlist, we do have a couple of sponsorship opportunities available with tables with them. So really that is the only way to see Shania now is if you want to, if you're interested in one of those sponsorship opportunities or your company is, or you can go to our website and be added to the waitlist.
0: I think that, you know, that's really, that's really good to hear that there are still opportunities in that way, but you know, I want to, and we talked about this in the green room, um, you know, Talk about how, you know, you're sold out and you're sold out several weeks in advance of the actual event. Talk about how, you know, that allows you all to kind of focus on other specific things, you know, because when you've sold out for 3,200 people, that's a lot of folks that you've sold out and there's a lot of undertaking. So how does that help allow you to kind of, you know, kind of refocus and recenter kind of what you want to do leading up to the event?
1: So I think, first of all, that takes a lot of some years, there's last minute ticket purchases and table purchases. And we're dealing with that instead of focusing perhaps on bringing in additional um, fabulous auction items for people to bid on. But we can turn our attention to other ways to make money. For example, we have a raffle. We we have it annually that we can promote raffle sales. Um, Again, look for those fabulous auction items, um, experiences that you can't necessarily just Go out and do. That's really what we're looking for. And um, it allows us to really focus our attention on planning and trying to execute the most perfect event that we can. Of course, there's certain things that we can't control, but we we will do our best.
2: And we have a paddle raise at Cattle Bearings Ball. We're planning on kicking it off the month of September because our cause for paddle raises here is pediatric cancer. And September is actually Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. So it really allows us to build momentum behind the paddle raise. We'll have our junior Cattle Bearings Ball in September and just kind of get some pre-pledges before the night of, of people that want to donate to pediatric cancer.
0: That's really great, and it, it's good to see that it allows you to bring, and I love how you both explain, because there's so many elements that go on to an event, and especially one with over 3,000 people. And, you know, there's always something to do. So it's not like we're sold out. Great. We're done. That's not how yeah. it works. <laughs> not
2: quite. <laughs> we wish, but that's yeah. not how it
0: works. So it's good that you can take those energies and, you know, raise even more money because you can get more people to do the raffle. You can get a few more premium auction items that really can help either drive the bidding up or, you know, really just create more buzz because it's a really unique and special experience. And, you know, I want to turn to something, you know, you all were talking about earlier and And that is, you know, the Dallas chapter is the the largest raising one in, you know, in in the country of the American Cancer Society for a single night. You know, how does the Dallas chapter incorporate a local feel while highlighting the mission of a national organization?
1: Well, I mean, we we spoke a little bit about it. Um, Our paddle raise is one way like that that paddle raise benefits American cancer society and pediatric cancer research. Um, of course we talked about this earlier too, that Dallas is the original cattle baron's ball. It has a Texas feel. It has, um, you know, Dallas elements, things like that. It's out at a ranch. There are cattle baron's balls in um, other States besides Texas. So theirs look a little bit different from ours, but again, it's, it's just about promoting that American cancer society mission and, why we are raising the money that we're raising and why we're doing what we're doing. And it's all to try and find a cure for cancer and cancer in our lifetime.
2: And, you know, we're an organization of 100 women that come together and do this. And so I think it does have that local feel where there's 100 women in your community that, you know, that you volunteer with, that your kids go to school with, that you work with and you know them and you know that they're working on this event. It makes it feel more local and more personal when when we're doing that, and also when we're raising money that stays right here in North Texas,
0: well, absolutely. And when people understand that you know a significant portion of the money is going to stay at home, that's a really good way to you know create that that continuity. And you know, given that you all are the largest, in, you know, in in the country, what is this? What is the secret, do you think, in creating a great partnership between an event? And an organization, because really, what you all do is Cattle Barons is is a silo, but it partners with an organization. And what's the secret to creating a fifty-year-plus partnership, you know, on on a successful level?
2: Well, we really work hand in hand with the American Cancer Society. So we have a Cattle Barons Ball office where there are three employees here that are employed by the American Cancer Society, but our volunteers come up here. Isabel and I are up here all the time. You know we have weekly staff meetings. We're talking daily, so we're really working hand in hand with the American Cancer Society office to plan this event, and it's it's been a great partnership between the two of us.
0: That's great, and I love that they actually that ACS is invested in the community and that they have staff specifically dedicated for it, because I'm sure that that wasn't the case in 1973. Um, that was one of the things that evolved over 50 years so it's really good to see that they were like wow there's some real power and muscle here and you know we need to tap into that more and be more present so you know props to you all for raising it up at a grassroots level in the community and I really appreciate the American Cancer Society having the vision to see you know what we need to have staff here full-time to really make this a juggernaut because you know getting an event to 3,000 people. I can't think of a gala in Texas that is that large. I think it may, in terms of the number of people, I think that probably is the largest. So, I mean, it really goes to show when when both entities have a stake, you can really achieve anything that you want to achieve. Definitely. Fantastic. So, I know that we talked a little bit about her earlier, you know, Shania Twain. So, you know, that is a big, big, big act to have. Um, Probably, I would say one, probably one of the biggest acts to come into Texas, probably in years, especially for a gala. You know, what is a piece of advice you would give to an organization that has to give, you know, wants to engage or ask a celebrity or high profile person to be at their event?
2: It takes a lot of time and you just have to be persistent, you know, especially with Shania. She is on tour right now. She just came off a of Vegas residency. She just announced another Vegas residency for next year. So her team, her management team, they have a lot going on. Um, And so when you say, oh, can you sing for a fundraiser for 3000 people? While well, it's huge to us, when you're a global ro- worldwide superstar, you know, it's not as big. So yeah. <laughs> you just keep at it, but it does take a lot of time. You can't say, oh, we need an entertainer. We need to book them in a week and expect to get someone like Shania Twain. It took us months at working at it. Um, and there were several times where we probably wanted to give up, but we stuck to it. Um, it's definitely paid off and it's going to be amazing. We can't wait.
1: And we're excited to have her. Um, we don't, we haven't in our history had that many female performers and Mm -hmm. we thought that it was especially important this year celebrating our 50th anniversary since we are an organization of 100 women, that we did have a female performer. And I would just say it's worth the money that you spend on Shania or a big name entertainer, because as you can see, we're sold out seven weeks before the event. So, you know, the, the ROI on your investment, it does it does come back.
2: Mm-hmm. We have a lot of new donors this year and a lot of our longtime donors have upped their underwriting level because they wanted to be closer to Shania in the big tent.
0: Got it. So basically, so, and I want to kind of talk a little bit about what you can experience this year, but I kind of want to talk about that because, you know, certain donor levels will give you certain types of access. So, you know, there are some folks that want to just experience a concert and just experience the camaraderie in the room. So talk a little bit about, you know, kind of the access that, you know, you're able to give based on donor levels and kind of what, what that entails with, you know, when you have a performer there.
2: So for Shania, you know, cattle barons overall, you're moving around. We have buffet food stations. There's a casino room. There's a Ferris wheel. There's a mechanical bull. There so many activities. And then everyone goes in the big tent at 1030 to see Shania. And there's three different sections. We have the iconic section that is right in front of the stage, the gold section, which is in the middle, and the legacy section, which is in the back. There You have an assigned table in the section that you were placed at. Um, but if you're an Iconic, which is the front section and s- tables, there start at 50,000 plus, you can sit at your table or you can go stand in front of the stage and see Shania uphand, like if you were at a concert, um, because you do kind of have to stay in your section depending where your table is. So we do have donors that are like, you know, I'm usually in the middle section, but I want to go stand in front of the stage and see Shania. So I'm going to up my sponsorship this year to get in that front section.
0: That's fantastic. Had, oh, go ahead, Isabel. You
1: no, know, we've had several people that have come together with, with different couples, like their friends, to buy one of those tables in the fr- in the iconic section. So
0: it's yeah, fun. And, and when people say, "Well, it's that dollar amount," you know, and I'm kind of like, "Well." if you think of any big performer, I mean, to even go see someone at a concert, you're paying a thousand dollars. So would you rather pay a thousand dollars and be really far away? Or would you rather be in this kind of intimate space and really kind of feel her and feel the presence and feel the love in the room and benefit a great cause, you know, and that's, I think that's the perfect, you know, anecdote when someone says, well, that's a lot of money. And it's like, well, if you know people that go to concerts now, that's really not anymore. It's not like, you know, in the 90s when I was a kid and you could go see someone for $25. Those days are over. They don't exist anymore. So, you know, I think it's really great that you do that, but it's also kind of on the same level and the same floor. So it's not like you're, you're tiered or anything, but it allows everyone to kind of experience it, you know, within the same space on the same level. But it's just how close you are.
1: And, yeah, and, if, and if you really want to be close to Shania, in our live auction, one of our packages
0: is buying two seats to be on stage with Shania. Wow! A- at Cattle Barons, or yes. so they like. Oh, no, so no, they I... like go up immediately. Yes. Mm-hmm. So oh they my buy. My in the,
1: they buy in the live auction, and then an hour later, thirty minutes later, then they're up on stage. So two people get to be up mm-hmm. on stage with Shania.
0: Oh my God, that is like that's almost like an Oprah moment. I mean, that is yeah. that is something. I mean, that's something else. That seems like something like only like Oprah would do. So I love that you all are. <laughs> I love that you all are doing that. You're making dreams come true with that. So you know <laughs> tell us a little bit more about some of the other things, you know, that you know, we can expect at this year's Cattle Barons Ball. You know, you mentioned the live auction and some other things. So How do you keep the fun going for a long time? So Shania Twain's not going on until 1030, like you said. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of fun stuff that's going to have to obviously be going on for a few hours before that happens.
2: So during our VIP party, which kicks off the night, we have Randy Rogers Band playing, which is a beloved Texas country band, and we're kind of. Hey, we're going back to our roots with that because we started with Texas country bands for the first few decades um, and everyone loves Randy Rogers. So you do get a performer right when you get there. Um, And there's several moving parts to Cattle Baron's Ball. There is the casino room with casino tables set up, um, we have a past ball chair room this year, sponsored by Neiman Marcus, that has fashions of our past ball chairs throughout the years on mannequins. It's going to be really special. We have a huge silent auction room, which is so fun just to go around and look at everything too, because we have more than six hundred items that are going to be on the silent auction. You can purchase a raffle ticket. There's the mechanical bull. There's the iconic
0: Ferris, ferris wheel, wheel. Okay, so talk about this fun. Ferris wheel. You brought this stuff yeah. before, so. <laughs> How do you logistically bring that in and how does that work?
1: Well, we don't really deal with the logis- that part yeah, of logistics. We don't, you don't want us setting up a Ferris wheel, but, but uh, we have a Ferris wheel coming in and we're super excited this year because different from years past, you can brand the center of the Ferris wheel. Oh. And we actually, that's one of our sponsorship opportunities that's available. We're shocked that no one has taken it. But um you can you can put your company logo. Andrea and I are thinking we might put our pictures on it or yeah. something like that. <laughs> not really. It's owned <laughs> to we're Andrea and Isabel. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um yeah, we're we're thrilled to have the Ferris wheel back. It it was pretty much a staple of Cattle barons um in the past and we got away from it. People decided to be creative and have other things like mm-hmm. merry-go-rounds and which is great, but um we wanted to bring back the Ferris wheel for the 50th.
2: And we have the live auction, which we have 20 yeah. fabulous items. And the live auction is always so entertaining either to participate in or just to watch because we have some packages that go for over $100,000. So to be in that room and just watch the excitement is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and we have some of our iconic packages that we have. If you haven't caught on Rob, our theme for the year is iconic. So we say <laughs> iconic a lot. Um But, you know, we have our chef's package with some of Dallas's most famous chefs where they'll do a private dinner party for you and your friends. Troy Aitman is hosting a tailgate with his signature eight beer. So there are some packages you can really only get at Cattle Baron's Balls. Those experiences you can't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And for silent auction, you don't have to be present to bid. The the auction will open on Monday, October 9th, I think at 10 a.m. And anyone can browse and bid on our silent auction items. And same with raffle. You can purchase a raffle ticket, and you do not have to be present at Cattlebearance Fall to win. So
2: and then after Shania, because it keeps going till yeah. 2 a.m., we have a dance <laughs> band on the VIP stage. So you finish up Shania and then you go dance the night away because she'll end about midnight till 2 a.m. Um, we have one of we have one of Jordan Kahn's fans, um, Taylor, Taylor Pace. Pace. Yeah. Um and so you're gonna be dancing the night away and we have fabulous food. We talked about earlier, it's not a seated dinner, but we have food stations throughout the whole night. And some of my favorite food is the late night food. So when you get out of the big tent from Saint Shania, you're getting breakfast burritos and donuts. We've got a tater tot station, cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. <laughs> I mean, you just can't beat it. Um, and so you get your breakfast burrito and then you go dance with your friends all night. So we're, we're keeping you busy all night with different things going on.
0: You know, I love that you say, you know, I love that you mentioned that because I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, gals have to have all these fancy food. And I love that you just bring, I mean, and I think that's one of the reasons why you all are so successful at what you do is, you know, you're selling kind of with cattle barons, you're selling a relaxed environment and that conveys to the food. You can't have Chateaubriand for two. If everyone's in <laughs> cowboy hats and um, and jeans, you know, you know, maybe sapphires and you know sapphires, sapphires and denim or something like that. So it's really I really like that the care that you all bring into it, that you're making sure that you're bringing in elements that make the experience feel comfortable for all the guests that attend.
2: And there's something just nostalgic about being up late at night, having a breakfast burrito <laughs> with your friends going to dance. I haven't done that since college. I do it once a year at Cattle Baron's Ball.
0: But I So
2: I think that's what our guests, that's what makes it special and they love about it.
0: Well, and I love that that ties into the history that you were talking about of the event, you know, and it's, you know, it's. It's fun to see all these fun little beats and nods that, you know, you're, you know, you're you're talking about that go into play. And I want to talk about one more thing um, before we go. And that is you're hosting the event at an iconic place that everyone in the world knows, South Fork Ranch. So what is it like to deal with, you know, how do you engage an event venue that is kind of an iconic space to really create kind of a special experience like you're looking to experience this year?
1: Well, South Fork has been a longtime partner of ours. We've had several cattle barons there and Andrea and I thought that it was only fitting that we have our 50th at a ranch again to a a nod to our past of starting at a ranch. And, um, while South Fork is wonderful, we do kind of transform it. We transform the um, convention center and we put a big tent up in the field and put food stations out. So we, we make it our own and, um, I think it just, it fits our event and that's how we can have 3,200 people. I'm not sure there's an indoor venue that would allow for that many people. So we do have to, you know, morph it into what we need it to be.
2: Mm -hmm. And they love, you know, everyone knows South Fork Ranch, but they love having Cattle Baron's Ball there because we're classic Dallas, iconic Dallas event and they want to have us there. They're like, are you are you coming to South Fork? So it's been a really great partnership throughout the years. Yeah,
0: That's fantastic. And, you know, it will be an iconic night. And Andrea, I'm glad that you you stated, you stated know you stated that because <laughs> I think that's the perfect note to end on. This will be an iconic night that I know people in Texas and beyond, frankly, will be talking about for a very long time to come. So, you know, thank you so much for taking the time today to chat with us. And congratulations on 50 years. And here's to the next 50. Thank
2: you you so much, Rob.
0: Absolutely. And the 50th annual Cattle Barons Ball Benefiting the American Cancer Society will be on October 14th, 2023 at South Fork Ranch in in Parker, Texas. For more information, please visit cattlebaronsball.com. And that will do it for this episode of Fun and Fundraising. I'm your host, Rob Giardinelli, reminding you to keep it fun, keep it interesting, and your guests will have a great time. Have a great day, everyone, and take care.